Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Yeah, I Said It. As always, this show is hosted by yours, truly Lance Williams. Before I jump into the program, I want to give a big shout out to my co-host of The Standard is The Standard, Jeff Hartman. Also want to give a big shout out to all of my fellow podcasters who do podcast for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And also make sure you check out the website BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all of outstanding Steeler tapes, Steeler write-ups, Steeler information, particularly this time of the year in the business season. The site jumps into contract stuff. It jumps into the combine, draft stuff. It's the best Steeler site on the internet. So again, make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. If you want to check out the pod and a different podcast that we offer, you can do that at YouTube and you can go to, you know, any of your podcast mediums. If you have a podcast reader or feeder of some sort, do a search for Steelers or do a search for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, you know, every different way that you can find a podcast. In this particular week's podcast, yeah, I said it. The Steelers will win the AFC North next year. Let me say that again. The Steelers will win the AFC North next year. And you might be thinking, you're absolutely crazy, Lance. They're coming off of a 9-6-1 season. They're coming off of missing the playoffs. You have all this turmoil between Ben the organization in AB, you have AB trying to get out. You have the Blue Dread, a.k.a. Mr. JPD, trying to do everything that he can to get out. You have him on LeBron's show, The Shop. You have him on ESPN, so on and so forth, doing whatever he can to get out, to get a new contract. If you want to hear my thoughts on that, check out last week's show about how Ben Roethlisberger is being used as a scapegoat by Antonio Brown to get a new contract. With all this turmoil and, and, and it, from the outside looking in, how the team looks like Team Kardashian, you would think that I would be, you know, not too high on the Steelers and not too high on the Steelers' chances of winning the division next year. But one thing we see in the mix is that the Steelers are going to do an extension for Ben. We all know that's going to happen. So what that will do One of the reasons why I think they're going to win a division is it will keep your franchise quarterback, your Hall of Fame quarterback intact. When you look at the division and you look at the quarterback position, 
Ben is head and shoulders the best quarterback. The second best quarterback in the division, arguably, is Baker Mayfield. I know Baker Mayfield only is going into his second season, but I think many of you probably would believe that Baker Mayfield is better than Andy Dalton. I do, or at least I think the upside is there. And I think we all think that, or most fans, pundits, that Lamar Jackson is probably the worst of the four quarterbacks in the division. So the Steelers have a quarterback advantage. The biggest issue with the Steelers, in my opinion, is if they do indeed lose A.B., is how do you make up for A.B.'s production, namely his 15 touchdowns? I I think the way the Steelers will address it is I think they will run the ball more. So I think James Conner will have more opportunities to get touchdowns. I think Jalen Samuels will have more opportunities to get touchdowns in the passing game as a back coming out of the backfield. I think you will see more touches to the tight end, to Vance McDonald. So I think you can get it there. I think you'll get some more touchdowns out of Juju now that Juju is the primary featured wide receiver. And I think if James Washington sprinkles in five to six touchdowns, I think they can make up some of that. I think the loss of A.B. as we saw in the last game of the season against Cincinnati will be tough. But I think it's something that they can overcome schematically. And I'm assuming that with the Steelers' ability to develop and draft wide receivers, I think they do it better than anybody in the National Football League. I think they will be able to bring in a young player to be able to throw into that mix to help make up for the void and the potential loss of A.B. And given Kevin Colbert's statements about compensation, and the Steelers are out there looking for a first-round pick, that if they don't get said first-round pick, that A.B. might be coming back. So the A.B. situation is still up in the air, but I still think that they will be able to, to deal with that situation. So offensively, they may not score close to 30, but I still think the Steelers offense has enough weapons to be a 25-point scoring offense. So I think they'll be solid still on that side of the ball. Looking at the division, I think where the Ravens have an advantage is they have an advantage defensively. But when you look at Cincinnati and you look at Cleveland, I think the Steelers are better defensively than Cleveland. And I think they're better defensively than Cincinnati, given the fact that the Steelers the last two years have gotten 50-plus sacks. So I think the Steelers' defense is the second-best defense in the division. Also, you look at Cleveland. I mean, at some point in time, you just got to say, look, Cleveland's on the come. They're on the up. But they've been on the come, and they've been on the up for probably as long as some of you guys have been alive that's listening to the show. You have a new head coach in Freddie Kitchens. I know that Freddie Kitchens, former Alabama quarterback, worked with Baker Mayfield, was Baker Mayfield's offensive coordinator, but he's a new head coach. They're the Cleveland Browns. You mix new head coach, young quarterback, Cleveland Browns, there's no way in the world that I think Cleveland's going to win a division. You look at Cincinnati. They have a new head coach as well. Marvin Lewis is finally no longer the head coach of Cincinnati. But this is a team, I don't even know if they fielded a defensive staff. I don't even know if they have a defensive coordinator. I know that they were searching and struggling to find a defensive coordinator, but it's the Bungles. And excuse me if I called them the Bengals. They're the Bungles. So you got a new head coach. You've got a team that the Steelers, I believe, have beaten seven out of the last eight. 
they're a team in flux. So I have no faith that Cincinnati will be able to get over the hump and win the division. They're talented on both sides of the ball. They got a lot of ball players. Dare I say, they're probably the most talented team in the division, but there's just a level of dysfunction when you think about the Bungles that seems to just travel with them and permeate the organization. So I I don't think any fans out there, even Bungles fans, believe that the Bungles will get over the hump and win the division. And that leaves the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore solid defensively. Baltimore typically gives the Steelers a ton of trouble each year and out. Very rarely do either team win both games in the matchup in the season. In fact, they split last year. The Ravens were red hot, found an identity with Lamar Jackson. But at some point in time, you've got to throw the football to win football games consistently. You cannot rush the ball 50-plus times, and your quarterback is going to get beat up. That is an offense that is not sustained. There is no way that they will score enough points to win the division, in my opinion. The only way they win the division is somehow Lamar Jackson transforms into a passing quarterback. He's inaccurate. He can't read the football field. And I don't even think they have the weapons on the offensive end that scare enough people offensively. So where I think the Ravens will be competitive because they found a style of play that is conducive to the quarterback. And it's tricky enough to where if you have to prepare for it, it may trick you. But some of that might even be going away because teams have seen enough of it on film. We saw what San Diego was able to do with them in the playoffs. So when you couple the fact that the Steelers are the best quarterback in the division, they have the defense that gets the most sacks. They have the best coach in the division. And even though it looks like it's team Kardashian, they're still the most solid ownership group and organization in the division. All of that screams to me that the Steelers will win the division in 2019. I know it doesn't look like it right now, because all of the turmoil, but if you if you put all the factors that I said together, I think the Steelers win the division. You know, I just really think that this team is going to respond and bounce back in a positive way to all of the negative criticism, to all of the stuff that's going out there, and I think that this team is going to find a way and will win the division in 2019. But with that, we're going to conclude the program. And as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe.